Hello, my name is Nyquia and welcome to the Scripture Stories and Strategies podcast, a Christian business podcast that brings together the wisdom of the Bible and the world of business. Join us each week as we explore a different scripture or story from the Bible and unpack its relevance for modern business strategies. Our show is designed to inspire and empower Christian entrepreneurs and business leaders to integrate their faith into their daily work. We believe that the Bible is not just a spiritual guide, but a practical tool for success in the business world. Each episode features a deep dive into a specific scripture or story, along with expert insights and practical takeaways for implementing its teachings in your business. Whether you're just starting out in the business world or are a seasoned entrepreneur, you'll find valuable insights and strategies to help you succeed in your work within our podcast episodes. So tune into Scripture Stories and Strategies to discover the power of the Bible as a business tool and learn how to apply its wisdom in your daily work. Enjoy this episode. Hello, loves, and welcome back to the Scripture Stories and Strategies podcast. My name is Nyquia, and I'm not only your sister in Christ, but I'm also your host. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur with a few businesses under my belt, and the purpose of this podcast is to truly help you, Christian entrepreneurs like you, infuse more of their faith and God's word within their marketing and business strategies. And so I do this by taking scriptures and stories from the Bible and then just transforming them into applicable business strategies so that Jesus is always within your business success, plans, trials, and also as your number one business partner. And honestly, my ultimate goal is to help you learn how to use the Bible as your number one business or finance tool. So today we have yet another guest joining us Um, on season five of the Scripture Stories and Strategies podcast. And today we're actually diving into the topic of leadership. And most importantly, we're actually diving into how you as a parent, because I know a lot of my audience, you guys are either um, married, single parents, mom, dad, you guys do have kids. Um, You also own businesses as well. So I know this is going to be such a valuable podcast episode for you guys. And so today we're talking about how you as a parent can use biblical strategies in order to apply your leadership style to your parenting style. And today's guest is actually the perfect guest that can easily blend Christianity, parenthood, and entrepreneur and leadership all into one. And today's guest is Katie, who is actually the owner and founder of Covenant Collections, Christian Parenting Company. She's also the author of the Christian children's book, Happy Are the People. She's also a certified youth parenting and family coach. And she's also the host of the Christian Career Mom podcast. So Kathy, through her multiple passions and projects, is dedicated to empowering and guiding Christian parents to thrive in family and in life, bringing these families closer to God and closer to each other. And her vision is to create a true kingdom impact by illuminating the world with Christian parenting principles of love, of light, and faith, all in total fostering a global community dedicated to improving the lives of all children. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome on Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you today? Thank you. That was a great intro. I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm happy to have you on. You're actually, um, I think, one of our first guests that is really tying in parenthood with uh, biblical principles when it comes to leadership and entrepreneurship. So this is going to be a nice perspective, especially since it's nothing I can talk on. I don't have any children yet, so I'm excited to learn more about leadership styles myself and how I can apply that in the future. But I also know there's uh, definitely a lot of people listening to this podcast now that do have children. 
um, especially children at a certain age where they're really paying attention to um, how their parents run the household. So I'm, I'm just excited for this episode. Um, but before we actually get started, um, I would love for you to talk about what leadership styles actually are, like are, if there's different types of leadership styles. And then I would love to know how can the listener actually find out what their leadership style is. And I would love to know yours as well. Okay, yeah. So there's actually a ton of different leadership styles. And it's one of those things where each year there's going to be a new study published and there's going to be brand new leadership styles broken down. So your foundational ones are kind of authoritarian parenting. Um, you've got democratic type parenting and there's there's tons. But mine, I would say, is a coaching style. Um, and I also I like the situational leadership style because you really have to it depends on the situation, how you address that. There's tons of quizzes online. I recommend actually taking a few and then reading those responses that you get and seeing which one kind of fits best for you. Um, you may have a different leadership style in your business setting versus what you do at home. And you may actually have a primary leadership style and then a secondary or a few that you kind of use where it fits. So it's definitely interesting. Oh, wow. That is very interesting. And so I was actually going to ask you, can one have multiple ones? But do you also find that leadership styles change as maybe children get older versus when they're younger? I think so for sure, but it's more related to you. So as we oh, wow. evolve, our leadership style is definitely going to evolve as well. I think more people are familiar with love languages, right? So it's kind of like that. Um, we all appreciate the approach of all of those things at some time, but we have one that speaks to us the most. And maybe we have a second one that's fairly strong as well. But as we evolve in our life, in our relationships, um, our love language can change. So can our leadership style. Love it. And before we actually jump into our discussion, um, you said there's multiple uh, quizzes that someone can take. Is there one that you actually recommend that you find is the like you actually uh, refer to other people that we can put in the show notes for those who are interested in what their leadership style is? That's a great question. There's not at this time. I'll find one for you that you can link. Um, I'm developing a quiz that I can use for a program that I'm making that I think will be really helpful in specific parenting questions. Most of the ones that I've taken have been through like work leadership development courses and things like that. Nice. Well, thank you. And we'll get into more about your projects and stuff um, towards the end of the episode. So for those of you that are listening, you definitely want to make sure I'll have all Katie's information in the show notes. So if you are ever interested in your leadership style, she may have something for you in the future that will really help. But let's go ahead and dive into uh, today's discussion, Katie. And I want to start off by, because when I think of leadership, when I think of parenthood, when I think of entrepreneurship and just leadership style in general, I think of leading by example. Um, so Proverbs 22.6 teaches us to, it says, train up your child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So with that being said, um, how can a business leader's commitment to leading by example influence not only their team, but also their children? I love this question because leading by example is huge, honestly, in any context, but especially as a business leader and as a parent. So one funny thing, my mom actually used to always say, do what I say, not what I do, when I would point out very obvious hypocritical tendencies and I hope she doesn't listen to that, but <laughs> terrible, terrible advice. So it does not work. And it drives a wedge between your guidance and the likelihood that your guidance is going to be taken seriously. 
the best leaders I've ever had have always been the ones who practice what they preach. Yes. They they aren't asking you to do anything they wouldn't do or that they haven't done. And you can really rest assured that they're holding you to reasonable, attainable expectations because they also meet the expectations that they're asking for. So I also think it's important to make sure we don't hold ourselves to perfect expectations because God doesn't expect that of us and great leaders don't expect that as well. So like great parents shouldn't expect that either. It's actually best that you aren't um, because our children have a 0% chance of making it through life without ever messing up, right? Yes. Without ever making the wrong decision or facing a negative consequence for a negative action. So how well did we prepare them as their parent if we pretended to be perfect and had it all figured out? Um, so I like showing real life and real time correction, not just of our good behavior, but also of our mistakes. And I also talked about this in one of our podcast episodes, but let's say I get really frustrated while I'm with my child and I respond by getting angry and saying something I shouldn't have. Well, I obviously made a mistake and they saw it, but I'm not teaching them anything beneficial if I just pretend like it didn't happen. So I like to admit I made a mistake. This is why it happened, but it's not okay to act that way. And I'm sorry. And then ask your child to forgive you and then ask them to pray with you so that God can forgive you as well. Because now you've demonstrated that even the expert, quote unquote, messes up sometimes. And you've taught them what to do when they mess up too. So you taught them humility and grace and forgiveness. And children will always learn so much more from what they see than what they hear. Wow. I love that. And it's funny. I love that you touched on the whole, uh, you know, not being this perfect parent and always owning up to your mistakes. And it's funny because I was actually watching a sermon today and I want to say about 20 years ago, there was a um, a, a Christian college that actually did a survey on um, some of the students there. And they were asked what was the number one, th well, they were asked a certain amount of questions about their upbringing, about their parents and stuff like that. And one of the questions or one of the top questions was, um, what's one thing that you wish your parent would have done more of, or the one thing that you regret that your parent didn't do. And the number one thing was that their parents were always right. I mean, their parents were never wrong. And yeah. so that aspect of them growing up in a, in a household where, especially in a Christian household where everything they did was right, they never owned up to any wrongs or if the child questioned them, um, uh, the parent wouldn't, you know, own up to their mistakes. So I love that you pointed that out because that is so, so crucial, especially in running um, that also translate into leadership, into business. You know, your team is watching you, people who you're marketing to or people who you're working with. If you're a leader, you know, they're watching you and they also don't want to follow someone who's never wrong as well. Somebody who owns up to their mistake, I think, is a way better leader than someone who always comes off as this picture perfect person. Because then it's like, what are you hiding? You know, no one's perfect, um, but Jesus. So I love that you mentioned that. I just wanted to bring that um, that up about the the Christian college uh, thing that they did a couple of years ago. Now, I want to dive into wisdom. And I also want to dive into decision-making. Because as leader, decision-making is one of the biggest things that you're going to have to do as a leader. Um, and it can make and break. It can make or break certain situations. So uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which is one of my favorite verses, um, it, it encourages us to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. However, how can this wisdom be applied in both leadership and decision-making and also parenting? So I guess the similarity between the two and how does it actually shape a leader's approach 
to uncertainty in both arenas. This is good. So I'm also right now I'm a healthcare director. And so I feel like I can apply this one to my leadership role for context there. So if I have an employee that breaks a rule or something like that, and it's at a level where I actually do need to implement a consequence of some kind, I'm not even allowed to make that decision by myself. I have to write up everything that proves this action justifies this consequence. And I also have to prove that I had a coaching conversation with this individual prior to ensure there was no question whatsoever as to what the expectations were and what the consequences would be if the expectations were not met. And then HR has to approve that they basically agree this situation warrants this response. So that completely eliminates my ability to respond on impulse mm-hmm. or without a full evaluation of the situation. And it completely stops me from skipping the clear expectations piece. So that's sort of like a form of checks and balances. And I think about the fact that our children are God's children first. Yes. And he trusted us to be the ones that care for them and guide them and set them on a path that leads them back to him. That's a big job. That's a very important job that matters a lot more than my nine to five. So I definitely have to lean on him when it comes to how I should handle situations in my family. And we need to let God be our checks and balances so we don't mess this up and we don't make any decision based on our own understanding. We lean on God and his wisdom, especially in our homes, for sure. I love that. And I actually, it's funny. I love that uh, situation that you use because I put myself in the shoes of the person who's receiving uh that like whatever that decision making process is i'm thinking about the person the employee on the other end and the first thing i thought about is just the whole how god isn't quick to anger and how he has mercy and so the fact that you have to take you can't make impulse decisions you have to take certain steps to actually get to a final decision it gives in a way it gives that employee grace um it also shows that employee mercy um because we do care about taking the proper steps to find the best decision for whatever the outcome might be Um, And so I think that's so valuable and just intertwining just the whole slow to anger um, and then the whole mercy and then just grace giving and decision making. So I love that you brought that up because I just put myself in the mind of the employee because I I feel like we all been in situations where we were on that opposite end and we would appreciate if someone wasn't quick to anger or appreciate if someone actually took the time to understand us. If there were multiple coachings before that or um, employee, what do they call it now when they do like a weekly checkups and stuff like that instead of automatically just taking something I did and then just saying, okay, you're done. Um, Because that's not how God looks at it. He gives us right. multiple, multiple chances of forgiveness. So I love, I actually love that the company, the company that you work with actually does that. Um, I think that's beneficial on both um, ends. That's so really- that actually brings me into discipline um, because as leaders, um, especially as parents, I mean, I wouldn't know, but, you know, just being a parent um, or having parents, I should say, uh, discipline is a huge factor in uh, being not just any leader, because any leader can show discipline, but it takes the right leader to show discipline and love. And so that's what I want to talk about next, because and I'm going to draw from Hebrews 12, 6 here, which um, talks about uh, it discusses the Lord disciplining, disciplining those he loves. So how can business owners or leaders integrate discipline into their leadership style in a way that reflects God's loving discipline and that how can they also mirror that in the disciplining of their children? I think similar to what you were saying about being slow to anger and showing grace, we have to be consistent and fair. 
So more so the most important question, I think, is what is the intention of this discipline? So scripture tells us that he disciplines us for our benefit. Yes. Before any and all discipline, we really owe God, ourselves, our teams, and our children that pause and reflection to get clear on our intention. So are we disciplining because we're frustrated or we're tired of saying the same thing over and over? We're tired of talking to them about this and it not working because at the end of the day, all of those things are about us. And that's not in any way, shape, or form disciplining in the way that God demonstrates for us. Discipline is one way that God leads us by example. He shows us grace, he shows us mercy, and he loves us unconditionally while still having very clear expectations of us with very clear consequences. So I think the important distinction is that his discipline is for our benefit. Yes. And when we discipline our children, we need to check ourselves and make sure that we're doing it for their benefit, not for our own. I love that. And would you find, so just extending that question a little bit, would you find discipline is it still aligns with uh, God's loving dis- discipline, but does it change based on the, your leadership style? So I know you said your leadership style was coaching. So would your discipline style be somewhat be somewhat different towards a children versus someone who maybe has an assertive uh, discipline style? It would. So an authoritarian style is kind of someone who they've set that expectation. They've they've told you exactly what's going to happen if you do this again. And that's exactly what you can expect from that type of leadership style. For my leadership style of coaching, it's going to be more like I sit down and I ask a lot of questions. So what caused you to do this? What were you thinking? What were you feeling? How could you have done that better? And I'm going to actually try to get my child to get to the right answer themselves with my leadership rather than me saying, here's what you need to do next time. Wow, that is so interesting. Okay, so your leadership style does have um, an impact on how you discipline. So that's so interesting. So, okay, I want to hop into uh, speaking a little bit on like long-term vision um, and meaning. So I'm also pulling this from Jeremiah 29, 11. So God reveals his plans for our world, our welfare um, and not for evil to give us a hope, uh, to give us a future. With that being said, how can a business owner's long-term vision and planning actually be translated into the way they envision and plan for their children's future, emphasizing God's purposes for their children's lives? I think we always need to have a vision because without one, what are we even working towards? What's our goal? And without a goal, we can't create a step-by-step for how we're going to get there. And we're kind of just wandering aimlessly with less chance of ever reaching that vision. So it's important important to know that God has a plan for our well-being and he wants good things for us. He wants us to follow his guidance and his leadership because that's what's actually necessary in order for our future to unwind in the way that he wants for us. So instilling that knowledge in our children from a young age, is it's going to save them a lot of pain. And we love them. So, of course, we want to do that. So that's our responsibility as their parents to make sure that they know God's word and what it means for their lives. I love that. And I'm curious, is there a or would you recommend a certain age where we start talking to our children about um, envisioning like their own future and understanding like their wants or what they want to do in life? Is there a certain age that uh, is best to start bringing up those conversations? I think you can do it anytime, but you should always do it in a no pressure way. Like there, it's going to change 
many, many, many times. So it's important to let them start kind of dreaming and thinking about what they might want to do, but not place any amount of like, oh, yeah, he wants to be a doctor. And you talk about that for the next few years. And now he's uncomfortable saying, oh, I changed my mind. I want to do something else. My I think I changed my major three times and now started a business that I never even thought I was going to do 10 years ago. So even as an adult, my long term vision for my life has changed many times. And I also want to even extend on this question a bit, um, because you'll have some parents out there that have their own vision for their child that doesn't necessarily match what the child wants to do. So where is the fine line um, for, um, I guess I can say, what are, where's the fine line between a parent understanding, because we all want great things for our kids. So where's the fine line, line between wanting some, the best for our child versus understanding what God's plan are is for them and them understanding what God's goals and hopes and future are for them? That's a great question. So I think it's similar to convictions. Like God doesn't convict us all to follow the same thing. So what's best for your life is not going to even be what's best for your child's life. Mm-hmm. And leading them down a certain path, it might not be the path that God had ordained for them. So the best thing you can possibly do for them is to get them clear on hearing God and being close with him so that when he reveals to them what their path should be, they're they're open to that and they're ready for that. I love that. I love that. Okay. I want to talk about um, diving into more family and balancing work at the same time. Uh, since most of our listeners as well and, um, and you as well, you have children, but you also have, you're balancing, you know, your job, your business and so forth. So I'm going to refer to Matthew 6:33, which encourages seeking the kingdom of God first. And so basically, how can a entrepreneur's commitment to prioritizing their relationship with God influence the balance between their work responsibilities and then the quality time spent with family? I feel like if we seek God with our whole hearts, that balance is almost automatic. So I'm not going to say easy, mm-hmm. but it's almost automatic. So it's made clear to us in a way that it never was before when we were trying to just do and do and do in our flesh. And the fruits of following God and surrendering to his will become so evident. And the path that we're meant to follow becomes so obvious because we're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead our way. And it's easy to say we have to prioritize our families. But we all know as business owners and leaders, there's tasks that we have to get done And we have no choice but to prioritize them as well. But if we're living intentionally and we're planning proactively and we're using all areas of our lives to honor God, then we can essentially have the best of both worlds and not miss out on fulfilling our purpose in our businesses or in our families. Because God's not going to call us to do anything we're not capable of doing through him. So I feel like if I'm hitting a wall and I'm not able to accomplish my tasks, then I'm either not doing it through him or I'm prioritizing things he's not actually calling me to do. I love that. So I also want to extend on what you just said. Um, Going back to like the leadership styles and the different types of leadership styles, I'm curious, are there, I mean, I'm guessing there's pros and cons to each leadership style. And if there are cons, how does that affect a parent who is balancing work and their family? So it's one type of leadership style do they fall more into probably putting work over their family more or another leadership style probably prioritizes the family more but lacks in their work? So I'm curious on how the leadership style actually aligns with how well they do balance work and family. 
I think so because your leadership style like kind of drives from your personality. Okay. And some of us have much more like driven work ethic type of personalities and some of us are a little more naturally nurturing. So mm -hmm. no matter which direction we go with that, we need to know our pros and cons. We need to know our risks. So like what is my biggest potential risk that I'm going to get distracted by and then I need to put those strategies in place to protect myself and the things that matter to me from being affected by those things. So, okay, I love that. So, okay, let's say whoever's listening to this, um, they align with your leadership style, which I believe you said was coaching. Mm -hmm. Can you give an example of, uh, I guess you would say a con or something that's, uh, I don't want to say negative, but something that's a con that uh, aligns with you, like the balancing working family and then what you have done to kind of actually uh, help you overcome that uh, that negative impact. Okay. I don't know that this would necessarily drive from the coaching leadership style, but my personality of being pretty driven and goal oriented mm -hmm. it and balancing work and family. So because I still work a nine to five, I do a lot of my business things like in the evenings and I'm a single mom. So I'm balancing a lot of oh, wow. Wow. Okay. And so a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I can't stand to stop without finishing a task. Oh, me too. So when when I first started this business, I found myself a lot like I'm I'm struggling to drag myself off of the laptop and to bed with my son because he needs me to lay with him to get him to sleep. And so I would say, you know, I'm just going to finish this one thing. And the next thing I know, it's been 30 minutes. It's been 45 minutes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not balancing, you know, family with my work. Mm -hmm. So for me... I figured out if I try to sit down and say, okay, I'm just going to do this one more thing, I'm going to get caught up with it. So there has to be a certain time that whether I'm done or not, I don't do any wrap up task. I shut the laptop like dramatically shut the laptop <laughs> because if I don't, I really cannot pull myself away from it. But once it's shut, I'm good. And so that's like I implemented a little checks and balances for myself. I know my weakness there, but I know what's important to me. And so I find a strategy that works for me to still prioritize what's important. I love that. Okay. And so let's, I want to also dive into the strength because I, you mentioned that you were a single mother, you work a nine to five and you're running your business. That's a lot. And I know that a lot of our listeners can probably relate to that and they may have a similar coaching style to you. So with all those things, being a single mother, working a nine to five and then coming home, running your business, and then also, you know, taking care of your child. How does your leadership style actually attribute to handling all of that? Is there a certain attribute or characteristic of your leadership style that it, that really just helps you handle all that in one? I think so, but it might sound weird. Okay, now go ahead. Tell us. <laughs> so you almost kind of like you remove yourself from yourself and lead yourself. So it's almost like parenting yourself and being the leader of yourself. So I will coach myself through things that I'm struggling with, given that my leadership style is coaching and that it helps a ton. And I think that would work for anybody, regardless of what their leadership style is. I love that. I love that. Okay. So I'm, I kind of have to turn the tables all back on you again and all about you. So um, you, we mentioned before that you're the owner of Covenant Collections. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that company or brand stands for? And then can you also tell us a little bit about your podcast and who that podcast or your brand is? The, who is it perfect for? 
Okay, so my podcast is actually for a smaller niche down group from my business as a whole. And I just wanted to have kind of a specific avatar I was able to speak to through that. So the podcast is The Christian Career Mom, and that can be for entrepreneurs or working moms or just anybody that's a Christian and a mom. And I feel like there's, or I felt like at the time, there's so many different resources for that. You know, the soft life, the homeschool mom, the stay-at-home mom. And I was, do I fit in here and still feel like I'm a good mother and a good Christian at the same time? So that's the type of mom that I'm speaking to with the Christian Career Mom podcast. And then Covenant Collections, my, my company, is just for all Christian parents. And it's really for people who are not necessarily looking for XYZ, here's how to parent your child. It's more what obstacles are you facing that are stopping you from being the very best parent that you could be to your child? And you want to honor God through the way that you parent because you realize how important that is. But it's like you keep facing obstacle after obstacle that's preventing you from being the best that you can be. And I want to help people remove those things. Yes. So if you if that sounds like something that you guys are interested in, either her podcast or Katie's company, I'll have everything down in the show notes. And one last thing I wanted to ask you, Katie, is there anything that you're working on now or in the future that can help any parents in our audience right now? who want to learn about developing their leadership styles biblically, um, uh, how can they get either in touch with you? What resources are you working on? What projects are you working on that could really help them take, or one, just learn about their leadership styles and then take that to the next level? Yes. Um, so I'm actually working on a full program right now that is on leadership-inspired parenting, and that will help you identify your leadership style and then learn A to Z how that can be applied to your parenting and that will be for any leadership style, not just mine, to create the peaceful and efficient home that you've been praying for. And there's a wait list for that at covenantcollections.com slash leadership style. But if you're listening to this prior to December 2023 and you want to take some action sooner, I highly encourage you to go to covenantcollections.com slash 2024, just 2024, and sign up for our free 12-day challenge that's going to be December 1st to December 12th because I'll be teaching in bite-sized for the busy parent actionable lessons on how to cultivate clarity, prioritize your vision, embrace your confidence, and really create a powerful action plan for your parenting in 2024. And you get 18 free gifts just for signing up. So, Oh, wow. If you're, yeah, if you're a Christian parent, you definitely don't want to miss that, and I'd love to see you there. Okay, you heard it first from Katie. I'm Like I said, I'm going to have all the information down in the show notes, guys, so you guys have every single resource that she's talked about. Anything you want to say that's on your heart? I just want to thank everybody for listening, and I would love to hear from you what you took away from this conversation and how you plan to implement that in your family. But also a big thank you because I appreciate you having me on. I love this show. I love the things that you're doing and that you share with the world, so it has been an honor. Thank you. Do you feel that? That heat? That fuel? Girl, that's that faith fuel. And I pray you use the fuel and lessons learned today in this episode and apply them to your personal life and business journey. Feel free to screenshot this episode and share a business lesson you learn and will now be incorporating in your business. Don't forget to tag me, okay, at The Marketing Profit so I'm notified and we can talk more about how you're going to apply those lessons to your business strategy in the DMs. 
it would also mean so much to me to reach all the faith-based entrepreneurs who want to infuse God within their business journey. But in order to do that, I need your help to get the word out. I would love if you'd comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast in order to help me reach those girls and share these biblical business strategies. Let them know what they're missing. Okay, don't tell them I can turn water into wine, but let them know I can turn scriptures and stories into applicable and action-packed business strategies. Thank you so much, Faith Field friend, and I will talk to you in my next episode. Have a blessed day.